Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the Reggae Lover Podcast. Yo, what up? It's the Reggae Lover Twins. Twins? Yes, the Reggae Lover Podcast, people. I'm Agard. <laughs> Khalil Wanda in the building. Big up to NiceUpRadio.com and all the people listening live on YouTube and whichever we're part in the world you're there right now. Big up. Yeah, man. All the digital streaming platforms everywhere. That's right. Um, what, we, what we got lined up for today, Agard? Damn, why the art? Let me say that. What we got lined up for today, Agard? Sound clash things, you know. Uh, world clash has happened as we're recording it uh, a week ago. Um, also, um, a few days before that, I want to say the week before that, was King Addies versus uh, Stereo 5. So, yeah, a few clashes in the, in, in what's, what do I want to say? In the can. Yeah, that's what I want to yeah. say. Addies Stereo 5 was at Amazura. In Queens, mm-hmm. yeah? Yeah, man. And coming up, as we record it, you know, we have Downbeat, LP, and Fergo Digital. That's right. And I, we will be live in the building for that one. Yeah, man. You know, I was riding my bike one day, rode by Puma. You know what I'm saying? Held him up and let him know I'm going to be in the clash. So, Puma, that was me, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's also recently Blunt Posse. First King of Animosity that went down, mm-hmm. um, also in Queens, and uh, also recent clash in ATL, which we're probably going to have to touch on. You know what I mean? Okay. King Eternity versus King AP or King Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So we could dive in wherever you want to start, man. Um, I guess we could start with World Clash, you know? All right. World Clash. That's the big, it's the biggest clash that's been held probably since, what, the last World Clash? Sure, yeah. About three years time, you know what I mean? This event um, went down May 2nd, Bank Holiday in Birmingham, United Kingdom at the O2 Academy. Huge venue, right? And this was billed originally for 2020 May and then it got pushed, uh, it got postponed to October of that year because of the lockdown. And then it got pushed back from October 2020 to 2021, right? And then it yeah, got yeah, pushed originally, again to yeah. 2022. So delayed for two whole years. Yeah, which was a good thing to do, um, especially how this is um, supposedly the last world clash. You know, they call it world clash to end, you know, and um, I think what, uh, 24 years they've been having world clashes in some uh, way, shape or form. So because this was the last one, 
you know, they didn't want to do it online. They they wanted an actual crowd there. You know, obviously they were streaming. You know, Khalil and I screamed, uh, str- streamed it, excuse me, couldn't make it out to the UK. Yeah, let's talk about the streaming for a second. You know, um, we had had issues uh, technically with some an- another Irish and Shin event, and it looked like it was going to be a long night. But somehow, um, before the real dust started kicking up, you know, they, they were able to fix the stream. So, you know, shout out to Irish and Shin for, you know, if, if they didn't fix that, <laughs> you know, this would be a totally different discussion. Right. But, um, you know, I got to say the event was so well um, orchestrated, um, you know, that, you know, you almost forgot about the little false start you know the yeah. buffering and and all that stuff that was um happening in the early part so yeah and if they're smart they'll say well we had the award ceremony before so we could work out all these kinks you know right <laughs> no doubt man so let's talk about the the event so this was a clash between the was winners nine, of nine sounds was it nine i thought it was 10 no it was nine okay so the winners of the U.S. of the U.S. Rumble Stereo Five, winners of the Caribbean Rumble Code Red, representing Jamaica, winners of the Japan Rumble Rotom Cyclone, uh, winners of UK uh, Cup UK Clash. UK Rumble UK Rumble, yeah. That was Observer. Yeah, Observer, and um, who's the other sound? Well, Empire was there. Yeah. So basically two sounds from the UK were representing both Empire and Observer, and they were both from Birmingham where this clash was held. So they had like a home court advantage, so to speak. Um, then you had Dynamic, who was, I guess he was a wild card. Yeah, a few a few sounds got added. Yep. Warrior was the winner of the Euro Rumble. I don't and- know if they had one. I can't. I don't. I don't think they had one. I think he was just he was you know, because of his card. appeal. Yeah, because he won the the. I believe there was a year at Sunfest. Yeah, there was a year. I think um, the the last year there wasn't a Euro Rumble. There was a UK Rumble. Um, I don't believe there was like a European Rumble. I, I don't know. My it was such that? a long time ago. Yeah, it's so long ago. So Warrior sound from what Wuppertal. Germany. Germany. You know what I mean? Um, and then you had the winner of the Canada Canadian Rumble, Mystic, and the defending champion of World Clash. No, I'm sorry. The defending champion of World Clash was Mystic, and the winner of mm-hmm. the last Canadian Rumble was Climax. Climax, yep. So that's the lineup right there. Um this was promoted by Irish and Chin and V Rocket, right? Um, Lady Valerie from V Rocket um, started off with a tribute to Luciano for his contributions to dub plate culture. Mm-hmm. So Lucy was in, in the house on stage, was given an award. Yeah. And then he also helped to uh, give out some awards as well, co host right. for the awards ceremony. Right. So then there were. Awards given to former champions of the World Clash who were influential. So this was when my feed um, on the stream was really, really choppy. So I 
I literally missed some of this this award ceremony, right? Because did, mm-hmm. did Radigan was Radigan there? Yes, I did see Radigan. Um, he may have gotten something, but I did not yeah. see Radigan speak. Right. I, I thought I saw him on on this like stage yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyhow, there was the crowning of Tony Mataran first. They played his Sizzla dub while he walked up. You know, blessings they cause to the speed. You know, on the uh, Nas beat, and then uh, so he won two world titles. So he was given his award. Um, I think he was. What was the notable thing about Mataran's two wins? He I mean, was the first so person he, to do something. Well, he. Um, I think. It wasn't actually "quote unquote" world class. I, f- I believe it was. What, was it? Um, what's the one in Jamaica? That before the sauna. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's world class, but world class Jamaica, I guess. You know, um, and maybe I, I, my my stream was choppy at this point too. Um, maybe he was like the first solo selector to to win it. I'm I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I don't remember. But um there's Mataran, then um Luciano comes out and he says, This man is my godfather in this thing, you know, gives the award to Ricky Trupa. So I thought mm-hmm. that was really you know, I mean that was big because a lot of people try to discredit Trupa when he says, Yo, me bust this artist and me do this and me do that, because he he says that a lot. <laughs> but that's yeah. facts right there. I mean Luciano said it himself. Um, mm-hmm. That Trupa was the first man to take him to do dub plates and teach him certain things. So Trupa, two-time world champion and the only winner to win on two different sounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you had, um, he did a speech via video from Jamaica. Um, Mighty Crown, it was buffering during Mighty Crown's acceptance as well. I think they won it like six times or something, four times. It was a lot of times. Um, yeah, I didn't see that part either. And you have Bass Odyssey, uh, Damien DeLinji was there to accept the award in, in the UK. Um, they did a tribute to Squingy, uh, rest in peace, Squingy. And then they also kind of did a another award for uh, Squingy and DJ Mark as the best, as the dynamic duo, as the best dynamic mm-hmm. duo, you know, on the world class stage or in world class history and whatnot. And, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people were cheering just for the whole Bass Odyssey collective. Mm-hmm. Um, the most feared team on the world-class stage. Then the seven-time champion, Pink Panther, on video. What's funny to me is if them say Panther is seven-time, Panther will go on and be like, yo, a nine-time, you know, Chin, you don't know, rob me. And then the same thing. So I think Trooper did the same thing. <laughs> it's like they always yeah. add like two more wins to whatever the promoter is actually saying. You know what I mean? Pretty comical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, and this whole time, you know, it was choppy stream for me. So, you know, um, I didn't really get to see a, a bunch of it. Yeah, yeah. So just a piece together the thing right there. So then there were video tributes to Chin. Um, mm-hmm. Chin was lamenting, you know, you had King Jammies giving tribute to Chin. You had Josie Wales, Johnny Osborne, Wyclef, all joining via video, bigging up Chin and the World Clash brand. And then the Shinehead dub plate. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought uh, Chin was gonna bust some eye water for the Shinehead <laughs> one. Yeah. So those were all the pre- preliminaries before War start, you know. And then War start first round, 
Mataron was the host of the whole yeah, yeah. clash. Yeah, shout out to Mataron because he did a really good job. You know, um, a lot of these clashes, they do draw for selectors, but selectors don't know how, how to uh, host these things sometimes. But Mataron did a great job. You know, he had jokes. You know, he had uh, very astute observations throughout the night. You know, he mm-hmm. even let us know when he had a headache at the end of the night, you know. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I respect that. And because and the Chun for Chun as well, you know, thankfully him and Chin were just like, all right, it's clear who won that. You know, don't need to oh vote it. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that made yes. it so much better. Yo, I, I, you know, I almost forgot that that's how it went down. Like as far as being able to watch. Because a lot of times nowadays, by the time it gets to the dub for dub, I'm just, I'm burnt out. I'm yeah, tired. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, it's boring to me at that point. And I just can't even focus. But I'm glad they didn't bother to vote yeah. every single song. And and it's usually that way for me as well. And, you know, what I texted you that night was, you know, to me, the dub for dub was the highlight, you know, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why when we get into some of the, the clash, the, the, the particulars of this, the clash. Okay. So I'm going to give you the granular round for round, and then you're going to give the, the hot takes. Yeah. 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 I think that's how it works. Yes. (laughs) I can't remember a lot of the granular, you know, thankfully you took notes, you know, I already forgot like probably 80% of (laughs) what exactly happened. Right, right. So I'll give it to you like this. My biggest takeaway from listening to the round one, and, you know, this was an elimination round from the very beginning. One sound was going to have to leave after this round. So upon listening to half of the something, I was like, climax gone. <laughs> That's why I yep. just knew the sound was like gone. So anyhow, Stereo 5 played first, represented by Speedy. This is the Bronx sound. You know what I'm saying? The Bronx representa. And um, one of the sounds that's big in that infamous WhatsApp group known as Capture Land, mm-hmm. right? Um, and we'll talk about that when we talk about Addy's Stereo 5. But um, yeah, um, he played slow, which is how Stereo 5 plays to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the highlights for the round for me was the Christopher Ellis that he played. Um, he played the Kali Buds dub. You know what I'm saying? Um, he played like Barris and Buju and stuff like that. When he got to Buju, that's when he really started getting traction and getting forward. It was a little bit shaky until he got to Buju. So he played mm-hmm. a Buju on the Real Rock. He played Buju on the Love Panani Bad. And that's when he got forward. So after the end of the round, because of the bujus that he played getting forward, I feel like, you know, like Speedy was probably safe. <laughs> yeah, Buju saved this round. I believe I text that to you as well. Yeah, man. So then next up was, these were like 10-minute rounds, by the way. Um, next up was Mystic. Tyrone came out in a full suit of white. You know what I'm saying? He was running. He was jumping on the table. He was moving a lot. He did a cartwheel. And yes. I was like, Yo, I don't even think I've seen that before, bro. Not not from selectors, from from I'm performers, t- yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a first. And he don't look like the type of person that could even do that. <laughs> he did a cartwheel. I think that's what saved him, actually, the energy. Um, 
in terms of the playing, he was playing regular, like a regular early warm, like he was blessing the dance. Luciano, Bushman, God bless. He was making speeches and smiling, huge smile, lots of confidence, going to the front of the stage. Um, Mystic had a three-man team, so Tyrone was in the front, and then there was two selectors behind the console. Um, he even jumped in the crowd. Um, and then his quote, my big quote from his first round was, you know, he's talked about showing off his barber money. I was cracking up. <laughs> um, and then he said something about new tune and whatever he played got booed. But, um, you know, he had a lot of energy and, um, you know, he introduced himself. I'm so-and-so, you know what I mean? To the crowd. I'm from yeah. Jane and Finch. So he was really, you know what I mean? Like stand, trying to brand, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, to that point, I mean, that was his main, I think, thing for the night was like, you're going to know who I am and you're going to invite me back, you know, promoters, you know, this is who I am. I don't think he went there to win World Clash. Seriously. I mean, I'm, that's not a knock on him. No, I mean, it's no. A, it's a wise, a wise business move, I think. Okay. Okay. However, you know, what I noticed throughout the night, I know you're talking about round one is, you know, a lot of what he was doing and saying had absolutely nothing to do with what, what his selector was playing. You know, mm. it was just antics, you know, and, you know, by the end of the night, you know, Maturan said something that I observed as well. So we'll get to that. Right. Okay. So still in the first round, third sound up was climax, slow, no impact, got booze. Played a bag of old song. Next up was Code Red. <laughs> Code Red with Chris Diamond. Um, and I remember what the selector name on Code Red, the shooter, but he did a really good job all night. Um, played a Romaine Virgo custom, calling out everybody. Um, I think Speedy and, also had a World Clash custom from Buju as well in that first round. First round? round? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Definitely nothing where as close like is as impactful as what's going on now with Code Red. Mm-hmm. This Romaine dub, after they call out all the other nine eight sounds, it bigged up the dinosaurs in the building and bigged up Corporal Billy from um Love Injection. From Love Injection who had passed on recently. So this was just like one dub that like you know what I'm saying? Like introduce Code Red. Call, attacked all the opponents, bigged up all the neutral people and all the icons, you know what I'm saying? All in one dub. Very, very, very well crafted, you know what I'm saying? Um, Chris Diamond is like six foot eight. So he comes up there in like the red beret, like the Che Guevara, you know what I'm saying? Reb, Gorilla Rebel style. He had on like a fatigue poncho and, um, you know, with some red sneakers. And he had the Jamaica flag, played the Jamaica love, the busy. Um, played a, another Christopher Ellis. I think it was the better Christopher Ellis calling out Speedy's Chris Ellis from, you know, two rounds before. He plays a Buju counteraction um, on the head-to-toe rhythm and then starts riding the head-to-toe rhythm. Then went on to the superstar rhythm, new tunes on the superstar rhythm, new tunes on the fig leaf rhythm. And then he's like, you know, when I say new, you say song. And he had the crowd responding and all that. You know what I mean? Played the style OG, just touched down in the bad lines. And that was his finale for the round. Yo, super entertaining round. 
Yeah, that was um, Code Red's dance to lose. You know, I mean, so Code Red is a is a juggling sound. You know, and I guess once um, Chris Diamond got on the sound, he wanted to take it to, you know, the Clash Arena. You know, shout out to Master Lee. You know, the original. You know, selector and Code Red. You know, that's yeah. how I know Code Red. You know, um, when they first came out in the early 2000s, you know, Master Lee was touring the world. But what I want to say about Chris Diamond as well is because he's a, um, you know, juggling selector, he also has a fan base in the UK. As a matter of fact, you know, he, he has a lot of dates that happen in the UK. So, you know, I wouldn't say he's local in a sense, but he definitely has, you know, a, a, a celebrity type of identity in the UK right now. Yeah. I mean, I feel he, he carries that in most of the major, you know, yeah. markets mm-hmm. um, in this part of the world, you know? So yeah, man. Next up was dynamic. The, 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 cro- the river Nile crocodile, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The man that won the U.S. Well, which rumble was that? US yeah, it was rumble, the right? U.S. rumble with uh, the two sound lock off. And yeah, Shin yeah. says it's the first time that a sound ever got locked off in any of his um, promotions thus far. Yeah. So M- much less two. His stock has been rising. He's won a lot of clashes, performed really well. Excellent dub plate. So this round, he starts off with Andrew Tosh with a custom dub plate. Um, you know, I'm an African and, um, then shine had custom on a bad rhythm. Um, the African bandana on his head with the matching pants, you know, red with the white shirt, you know what I mean? And the black Clarks. And, you know, he was just kind of like having the crowd singing on his dub plates. You know, he played the Monty kill alongside junior gong. Um, also another busy signal custom from, from him. That stood out. Um, the Stasel song, you know, customized for World Clash, had a big forward. So right after Code Red comes in and, and kind of lift up the whole place, Dynamic comes in and does the exact same thing. So a site is on now. Next yeah. up. Yeah, go ahead. I, I just want to say real quick, you know, every time I talk about Clash, like boxing comes up, right? So to me, even though Code Red is the juggling sound, Ironically, I feel like Code Red is like the heavy hitter, you know, powerful, impactful punches and mm-hmm. dynamic is kind of more the boxer. You know, he's he's doing footwork. He's doing all the the technical stuff to to crescendo towards the end of the night. You know, whereas Code Red comes out hitting heavy, you know, dynamic, I feel like he's more even keeled. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was very impactful. got a style. Dynamic has definitely got a unique style, and yeah. I think Chris Diamond is just aggression. It's just yes. like yes. all-out attack, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the next, um, the sixth and the seventh sounds, take us through those rounds. Sixth and the seventh, if I can remember, I don't remember. The, I know it's the Observer. Yeah, you're supposed to be taking notes, son. Uh I'm sorry. I was too. It was I was Observer too. and um, Blurt Neat. Who who else was the the next there? the what the next Birmingham? Side? No, no, uh, no. Rodham, Rodham, Rodham Cyclone was, was eight, Cyclone. and yeah. Empire was ninth. So yeah. after Dynamic, I know Observer played. Can go back. So Observer what was your take on Observer's round. 
I would say if Climax didn't have such a horrible round, Observer would have been gone as well. And I, I put it like this. At the end of the dance, you know, uh, Tony Maturan was still on stage and he was addressing, you know, all of the sounds. And basically what he said is, you know, to the to the mic, the MC on uh, uh, Observer, uh, you and I are old men. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, I just made the mic clip. Uh, you know, you should get a you, you know, your son or somebody to come, you know, play the sound. And, you know, it's an accurate thing because what I noticed about Observer, not only do they have the UK style of playing, but it's also the old school UK style of playing. You know what I mean? There's not really much uh, uh, speech. You know, there's not, you know, not much relevant speech It's kind of like they're just there as a placeholder. You know, that's, that's what I saw from them. I mean, they're a big sound, they have big tunes, but you know, we know, that it's not only tunes, it's also speech, vibes, it's all types of things. So, you know, you, right. you can't just go there, just have heavy tunes from back in the day and think that you're going to win this right. thing. Well, it's, just, it's world clash. It's world clash. Every round, somebody I forgot. So, and then, yeah. you know, so you, you got to, you know, you can't be, you can't just be playing regular, like you're warming up a party or something. Yeah. Oh. I think, so, I think they just, I don't I don't know what their their intent was, but I don't think it was to come there and win World Clash. So here's what you had said. You said boring and then they started trackling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um so you felt that climax was still worse than them. So Yeah. Then after that was Warrior. Uh, Warrior was coming out, um, you know, he was clowning on climax. The climax, yes. That was that was his best speech. <laughs> Yeah, so the only reason Mystic is going through is because Climax flopped and he played a Mad Spider. Right, and he said, you know, how how horrible is it to travel that long way just to play for 10 minutes and go home? Mm. Damn. Whew, that hurt. I felt that Nothing one. Too... <laughs> yeah. That, that was a gut punch right there. Right, right, right. And then he had a custom Buju. So you played a couple customs, nothing too special, but probably enough to get through the first round. Um, then you got Rodham Cyclone, the Japanese came out with the Japan flag, you know, played a nice, clean, custom buju, play some different rhythms that you don't normally hear and a coffee. That's what, you know, I kind of wrote down, like, as I suspected would be the issue with Cyclone is that the language barrier and the, the heavy accent and not being able to really master the English language in England, you know what I'm saying? Like that was really the thing that um that held them down. I think like maybe the only way they could have done better is, you know, with the way that he speaks would be to just shoot like blaze like the the biggest and the best dubs. You know what I'm saying? Like um in that maybe like rapid fire style where you're not even talking. You know what I'm saying? Like by Gal Marie or something. Well You know what I mean? Like it would have had to been like the juggling. Because the speech wasn't wasn't going to be there. I don't know how Mighty Crown did it, you know, because there have been many Japanese sounds that live across the world, and Mighty Crown somehow has been able to master, you know, the the language. Obviously, they still have an accent, but they were able to eliminate a lot of barriers when it came to speech, both Simon and Sammy T. Yeah, um. Man. 
I've lived, I lived in, you know, Okinawa, Japan for five years, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of the selectors in Japan, obviously it's 100% Japanese. They're saying, right. I would say this, um, they, if, if Japanese sounds, well, I don't even know if they need to go worldwide because there's such a culture in Japan, but if they want to do that, if that's a goal, you know, they have to do better at the language thing, you know, um, because a lot is lost there. You know, I have the same issues with uh, some of the Italian sounds, you know, mm. um, so somehow the German sounds, they've been able to, you know, cross that border, that barrier. But yeah, mainly, mainly a lot of Japanese, and a lot of Italian and, and French, you know, it's like, yo, if you want to be world renowned, you have to somehow figure out a way to to get that you know, cross over that, that, that boundary. Right. Or, you know, hire somebody. Yeah. I mean, which was a big thing in Europe for a long time. You know, a lot of German sounds had, cause you have a lot of Africans and Caribbean people in Europe, you know? Um, and, you know, frankly, I've seen a few, um, you know, Jamaican selectors on sounds in Japan, you know, um, Jason X from back in the day. I don't, I don't know if it's the same Jason X from, from, um, <laughs> super Twitch sound. Um, mm. but, um, you know, they had a few Jamaican selectors that could speak fluent Japanese and obviously Patois. So, you know, they're out there, you know, I would say, you know, the Japanese sounds and a lot of these other sounds, I know it may sound messed up, but, you have enough money to cut all these dubs. You have enough money to, you know, have some type of expat on your sound and give them, give them some money. Seriously. Yeah. Hire the Aki and Saltfish. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Contract I mean, killer. Yeah. 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 I mean, Mighty Crown needed a presence in New York and they hired Ninja. So there it is. All right. Next up was Empire. Mm-hmm. Came out with black suits, bow ties. You know what I'm saying? A lot of horns, forwards, and stuff throughout their rounds. Um, they played a custom VC to intro themselves. Um, a, Ma- a, a Ricky Trooper alongside Pink Panther combo, which sounds like a great idea in theory, but it was it was terrible. It didn't mm-hmm. sound good, and it didn't get a forward. Um, they had an extra member like running up and down the stage like a cheerleader. Um, I'm not a fan of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it should, yeah, the extra mind them need for just chill, yo. We don't need cheerleaders in, in Sound Clash. Yeah, they were, they were clearly a local favorite, you know. Um, they didn't do bad. Um, my, my only critique of them, and this is a critique throughout the clashes, you know, the speech, in my opinion, wasn't there. You know, they, tra- they had the energy, but, you mm. know, the argument, as them say, was, is, wasn't there. Um, yeah, it had the performance down, had the tunes, you know, had the local advantage. Um, but, you know, once it gets down to the nitty gritty, you know, that all those biases kind of fall by the wayside. Yeah, exactly. And that's a, pretty much a good summation of what happened with Empire. Um, so round two, Climax was eliminated, as suspected. This next set of segments is eight minutes. So Stereo 5 comes in, some Marley's to start, then he goes Garnet, Silk, plays some customs from Sparky. Didn't really get forwards off the customs. 
got a little, you know, little response off the garnet silk, which I wasn't sure how it was going to go over, but you know, it was okay. So it's like, okay, speedy, speedy looks like he's still in it <laughs> after that one. Maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't flop. Then Mystic comes out second. Um, he's playing Barrington Levy's to start off. Plays a, a really weak custom. Um, goes on like the Faith Rhythm, Showtime Rhythm. You know, fairly new music. Then he plays Afrobeat at the end and gets a forward. He digs out a forward at the end. Wow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Next, Code Red comes in. Plays a Bob Marley 45. Gets a forward. Plays an I Wayne custom gets a forward Kimani Marley um Mikey Spice yo he relaxed on the Mikey Spice and let the tune play you know that tune takes a long time to go to the forward mm-hmm. um the punchline got a forward then he goes do you like IK you know what I'm saying it was okay <laughs> um Richie Spice you know some different rhythms Cyclone and he says um when I say code, you say red, and the crowd is with him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then at the end, he plays the gigs, and it's like, yo, UK artists, was what's that, grime or whatever, sure. right? Yeah, yeah. Yo, the place ton over. It was like a four-corner forward. Code red clearly in the lead. Dynamic comes in, plays a solid round, um... What does he play? Anthems, his anthems, like on the Nanny Goat rhythm, Luciano and the Sky rhythm, you know what I'm saying? And Tony Rebel and all that. Stuff that he's known for goes over well. Then you got Observer that comes in. Um, they play some Afrobeat, Stylo G, Dumplin' Tune, um, then Sanchez, Ferris, and Marcia Griffiths. Like they go back to like Penthouse, you know what I'm saying? Right in the whole old school 90s rhythms. Like if we're at a what a hooky party, a backyard party? I don't know. <laughs> Buju Shaba, Burris, and Buju, which is okay. Um, not the right place or the right time. Two sounds were going to be eliminated this round, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Warrior comes up next. They go into Steel Pulse, play like Papa Levi, bounce over to Cartel, go into Golden Hand Rhythm. You know, what I'm saying Gappy Rangs, Capitan Beanie, Buju combination. They pay Apache, Indian, custom, doesn't get a forward, really weird. <laughs> um, then Rodham Cyclone comes in, plays a whole, like almost the whole round was foundation artists singing customs for World Clash. I mean, Anthony Johnson, Josie Wales, Pinches, Admiral Bailey, you know, in, and then an intense custom. It's like, okay, you spent a lot of money. It was a ver- very good try, you know what I'm saying? But like we just, we already, discussed at length how he failed to connect with the crowd because of the lack of speech, um, lack of English. Then you have Empire. They play the Prophecy Foundation tune. Um, They play Mighty Diamonds. I mean, some heavy foundation, bro. Movie star. Um, They played the Barris Sweetness dub plate. Yo, these dubs was hitting. I'm sorry. Like, I was feeling this wrong from them. Me too. Me too. Um, and then they, they close out with a, um, a mad spider aiming at Observer. So they pretty much taken out the other Birmingham sound. And that's the way that round ended. I mean, I understand the strategy, but when you see Observer come in and they're not really doing anything, I think you pulled that punch. You know what I mean? 
Nah, son. Yes. No, yes. it's an elimination dance. Yo, you nail that coffin down and you bury it. Okay. <laughs> That's my <All> opinion. Right. <laughs> no sportsman like conduct in uh in in clash, I guess. Nah, sir. So who gone that round? The Japanese and Observer. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is the interesting part of the night. From the previous World Clash, this new thing, the face-off round, was created and implemented. Face-off round. You have six sounds left, and you're supposed to put three set of numbers in a hat. One, two, three. Shake up the hat. Each representative from the sound pulls a number. And the sounds that pull the same number face off against each other. So it now turns into three mini one-on-one clashes of which the three winners would advance. And then it resumes the regular format of the dance, right? So we're eliminating yeah. three rounds in by doing that. So I always felt that this was a good idea, but would have needed to be structured a certain way to make sure that it works correctly. That's the way I mm-hmm. always felt. Yeah. I always felt because in sports, you know, any sports tournament, especially where people are paying money to see it, yo, it's very important that it goes a certain way. You know what I mean? Like you want the finals to be between the best um, two, you know, teams. So, you know, the worst possible outcome happened in this situation. Right. So ideally you would have, on two opposite brackets, you'd have the t- top sounds and the weaker sounds get eliminated so that the two top sounds end up at the end. But what happens is Code Red and Dynamic both drew one, yeah. which meant that Code Red and Dynamic, who were leading the whole night, would have then had to eliminate one of them. You know what I'm saying? And then from then on, you know, you have, as Luciano said, what do you say? Like the weaker side? I don't yeah, I don't yeah, want to, yeah. I don't want to misquote yeah, him. There was, there was a whole, like, I, I don't know how long it took for them to figure this out. I mean, I was a little entertained by it. This was actually part of, uh, it was a little entertaining. Like usually I'll be upset that this was happening, but it was, it yeah. was cool to watch. It was know? drama. It was drama. Yo. Cause, Cause empire got mad because right, you know, right away, Mataron was like, Oh no, like this, we can't do it this way. It's yeah, camp one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so Chin comes out and then Ninja comes out. And then, you know, members from Empire trying to grab the mic. Yeah, Luciano and protesting. has input. Luciano comes out. Um, you know, I don't know how. I, I want to interview Chin to really figure out who is the one that came up with just scrapping the face off. Because... That's really what saved the night. Yeah, you know yeah what I'm definitely. Forget what anybody says. I don't care. I know Empire team and enough of the UK people were mad because if I was in their shoes, I would be mad too because they would have had a better chance of winning if one of the top songs got eliminated right there. But right, I think they're also so- upset because um, I guess they draw drew the number two so they would have been in the second group and everybody's saying nah you know somebody was saying oh have the second group go first and then the third group go second and then the you know and all right. that yeah right. but it sounds like somebody, whoever, yeah it sounds like some brethren on the stage I can't I, I don't know who it was but said to scrap it and then everybody was like yep 
You know what I'm saying? That's when I was like, yep. Chin was like, yep. I was like, thank goodness. Thank you know what God. I mean? And then I was yes. just like, yo, why was this even, you know, injected into this in the first place? And I guess in my summation, you know, I'll tell you some of my thoughts on this. But yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So what ends up happening is it goes back to the regular format and the sounds play in their regular order. And then yeah. one sound gets eliminated. I think it ended up being like a five minute round now. No, well, three it wasn't sounds one get sound. eliminated. Yeah, it was still three sounds. However, you know, uh, everybody just played in their own rotation. And what was that, a right. five minute round or something? Yeah, I think it's five minute rounds. Yeah. So Stereo 5 goes first. Dennis Brown, Tupaned, Punani, Rhythm with Buju, and then Merciless. And that was it. You know, I'm telling you, Stereo 5 plays slow, but they play heavy dubs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, you know, it was it was all right. Um, Mystic plays next. Um, they play the half pint, hold on dub, John Holt dub, Michael Prophet, two Spraga bends on the gunman rhythm and then a bounty on the same rhythm. Um, plays um, answer rhythm. Bounty Killer and you will go on big shot, you know? So it was good chemistry between Fabian and his um his mixer, his selector, you know, that was playing the tunes. Because like I think like you were saying, you know, he wasn't necessarily he wasn't going around there to look at this computer screen or anything. But he would just talk and tunes were just mixing in, mixing in, mixing in. So I'll give him credit, man. Like, you know, yeah. and this for is what where- it's worth. <laughs> this is where it solidified, you know, what I thought. I texted you. I said, yo, this is the new Panther. Because, <laughs> you know, the reason why I, I laughed or chuckled when when you, you said what his first tune was is because it got a big laugh and a big forward from the crowd. Because basically what he said is, I'm just holding on. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he knows right. he's not here to win it. You know, he's, just here, he's there to endear himself to the crowd and the people. So... You know, you gotta laugh, yo. I was like, yo, this is this is definitely the new Pink Panther right here, because he really didn't care. You know, he even and, played uh, Panther's anthem in this round. He played the yeah, in yeah, the yeah. in the name, yeah, 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 <laughs> played yeah, the chronicle yeah. on the answer rhythm. Yo, so it's like, yo, am I living under my shadow? Mm-hmm. Next was Cold Red, Custom Sizzler, Aiming at Warrior, Mad and Mean. Then he goes into Bounty and Buju on the Stagalag rhythm. Um, a Buju and Sanchez combination, which I don't even remember hearing nothing like that before. Um, also had the wardrobe change, so you know he lost the fatigue thing now. Um, played a Yellow Man, which is one of um, Dynamics anthems. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then another Busy Signal custom. So that again, five minute round was peppery. <laughs> now Dynamic comes out and. Gives the dead round. You know what I'm saying? He gives like a dead vibes. I'm not really a dead vibes, but I could, it seemed like he was saving tunes. This is what it seemed like to me. In my mm. selector mind, I'm like, okay, he's saving tunes because he thinks he's safe and he's not going to get eliminated anyway. Right? So he plays like some Rasta anthems, some Junior Gong, Frankie Paul, you know, like Buju on the frog, uh, on answer, busy signal on the, on the frog rhythm. And he boils down the round, closes out with a Luciano. You know what I'm saying? How are you closing out rounds with a Luciano? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the third round <laughs> of elimination. So, yeah. 
definitely played it like I can't say safe. It just like was he was confident that he would get through. Um, next was Waria with um, you know Morgan Heritage Custom Fitness Custom Angel Dulas in a dance. I was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Shaba and um, Junior Gong on the Love Panani Bad Customs. Waria just wasn't hitting for me at all the whole night. Like his dubs to me usually sound like I feel like I remember hearing the quality in his tunes, but it seemed like it wasn't there this time. Like some, like it was mixed down differently or something. I'm talking about like all his dubs. Mm. (laughs) It didn't sound impressive to me. That's just my, like my take on it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that warrior, his style doesn't fit the microwave clash thing. Even though he's won some microwave clashes, he's when you think about it, he's more of an old school type of guy. You know what I mean? Like in in the way that he plays, it's like he's one of those people where it's like you could see him playing a 45 hour long rounds. You know what I mean? Like that European old school. I mean, he plays new music, but it just seems like he's also laid back. You know, so is in, in my opinion, so is dynamic. You know what I mean? Mm, I I know, I know, I know. I think that Warrior, the thing is, Warrior, he's the same. You know, it's a good comparison to to the African, okay? Mm -hmm. I just think because he played a lot of customs, he always does. You know what I'm saying? I think that he's just, um, he's just not as... one gear. I think this was good competition. I think, you know, again, certain sounds in the same type of format, he would be the one to beat them up. But mm-hmm. I don't think he was able to do that with these killers in, in this especially dance. Especially Code Red, you know, which right. is so so impactful, you know, mm-hmm. and then also Empire, you know, even though they didn't win the whole thing, you know, they 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 had a lot of energy. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot to compete against. So um speaking of Empire, they were the last sound up um sixth slot for this third round. They had a wardrobe change as well. Now they come out in a full suit of white when they had a full suit of black on for the first two rounds. Um, Luciano, one-away ticket aimed at dynamic. Very, very crafty, yeah. bro. <laughs> like, Which something we one, something we skipped over is one of Dynamic's tunes earlier. You know, he had Luciano come out, you know, because, you know, everybody knows him for that Luciano tune. Luciano came out, danced with him and all that stuff brought him out on stage. And then mm. Luciano, <laughs> the man say, yo, Luci, you're wicked, man. Because, you know what I'm saying? He, he did a custom for Dynamic, you know, and, and yeah. even though he knew that, he still came out on stage. <laughs> Yeah, boy, Yo, get your money, Lucy. Get your money, man. <laughs> Price gone up too. You know what I mean, sir? So yeah, um, but yeah, Mon- Yo, Empire's problem was better. Like I think outside of Cold Red, they had the best round for this third round here, and probably more reason why they were so mad. You know what I'm saying? That the- it didn't go the way that they thought it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, they play like a Mortima custom that was sick. Um, a massacre, like a big massacre, and Buju, like they were dropping bombs in that round, you know. Um, so when it came down to the voting, the way Mataran did it, he had the crowd, you know, raise their hands for who they wanted to stay. Um, Code Red was definitely safe. So it's like Code Red, you stand over here. Then it's like, okay, um, the weakest link was Mystic. So Mystic, you definitely were out. Um, I think Warrior was definitely out, right? 
Well, no, I no, think- no, no. Mystic was definitely out. Cold Red definitely mm-hmm. advanced. Then there was a sudden death between Dynamic and Empire and Stereo 5. So yeah, Warrior got eliminated. Sudden death between Dynamic Empire and Stereo 5 to see which one of them would go through um, or which one of them would drop out. So sudden death meaning they each play one dub and then the crowd. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Votes. So Dynamic played our Gregory. Empire played Picture on the Wall. Dub plate. Um, Stereo 5 plays Garnet Silk. Stereo 5 goes home. (laughs) So pretty good stuff right there. Yeah, Speedy was pretty mad, but I mean, it was inevitable. Yeah. If it, was, it wasn't that round, it would have been the next. People didn't want to see any more of what he was doing. Not that it was terrible, you know what I'm saying? But I think the crowd was, it was like a great crowd, actually. Yeah. Um, and we'll yeah. explain why in a bit. So the fourth round, 45 shot lock, six minute segments. Code Red plays like Buju Shinehead, Sanchez, Luciano, Freddie McGregor, Sammy Dredd, Red Rose. Admiral Tibet, Junior Biles, Glenn Washington, Barris, Marcia Griffiths, and Third World. So, you know what I mean? This is a big tune round. Very solid round. Dynamic comes out with calling out uh, playback from Code Red's round. Um, he plays Sugar Minot, Runtings, Al Campbell, Don Campbell, Tony Tough, Wayne Wade, Tempted to Touch Rhythm, Fresh Vegetable. Yo. Yo, he's the yo, whatever he got going on with Tony Rebel, bro. <laughs> yo, the man played a wickedest set of Tony Rebel ever here in a dance. You see me? Mm. Um, cause that dub was written up. When said dub, you dubbed them to miserable. Yeah, that's how it was. <laughs> yo, the crowd was eating it up. Um, and then Richie Stevens and you know played Mavado. Teaching moment, he was like you know, talking about independence of South Sudan and it's the newest independent nation. And, you know what I mean? Mataran comes out and he's like, yo, you know what I want to name? I want to name Carl and the ancestors, you know? Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Mm-hmm. Entertainment, yo. Then Empire comes out and they're playing, you know, Marcia Griffiths, Bob Andy, Kashif Lindo, Sanchez, Police in Helicopter, Dub Plate, John Holt, Marine Studio on John Holt. Did they play Earl 16 on dub? Yo, they going on a different lane, son. I'm like, yo, who's dropping out? You know what I'm saying? They play, they go Leroy Sibbles, Tristan Palmer, Briggy. Um, play some jungle tune at the end, a custom. And you know what I mean? Like, yo, they got forwards throughout the whole round. So I'm like, yo, what got happen? What were yeah, your man. thoughts at this point, man? Um, shout out to Empire. But, you know... Let's just put it this way. At this point, they could have played, well, I don't know. They they could have played a crazy round and probably inched out, you know, dynamic. There there's that that is a possibility, but in order for that to happen, their speeches and this is this is 
I think their weakness, the speeches would have had to, you know, convince the crowd to do that. Because at this point, the crowd just wants to see Dynamic and Code Red battle it out in tune for tune, you know, and it didn't really matter. I, I think at this point, it didn't really matter what Empire did, even though it's, you know, they they played well. They played know. great. Yeah. However, you know, it's who the crowd wants to see. You know, they might say it's right. not fair if, oh, if I play the big tunes or whatever. But, you know, the system we have is that the crowd decides, you know. Right. So the crowd decided. And they were in their yard. Yeah. So that's, yeah. The, that's the final thing, just to add to what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like if they were in New York or South Sudan or Jamaica or wherever else in the world, they could have been like, yo, they hate us, them buy us. You know what I mean? The people wrong you by us. But no, these were your people that yeah. were like, you know, thank you for the entertainment all night. But right now, I'll go sit down so we could see Code Red battle out with Dynamic. And that's right. what we had for Tune for Tune. Yeah. And, yo, shout out to Empire because they've been surprising me over the last couple of years. Um, you know, with the, the, the cutting ability, you know what I'm saying, uh, big tunes. I've heard Empire a number of times now, and, you know, I'm a big critic a critic of the UK sounds, you know what I'm saying? No, there's a, you know, there's a, there's a big thing on foundation in the UK, a big thing on singers and, you know, the way how they pace themselves, you know, however, it sounds like Empire, you know, give me hope for the youth, you know what I'm saying? This is, <laughs> for real, because, you know, they obviously you have to have a lot of big tunes, a lot of singing tunes in the UK, but you know, they show that vibes can also be there. So shout out to empire. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Big up the man. Um, see? And who was the next sound that won that UK cup? Uh, I mean, the UK rumble with them that one year that both of them. More won. than. Yeah. More than big up more than. As more well. than. Yeah. You know I'm saying you got little sample. It's another yeah, one sample. Yep. So yeah, those, those three sounds to me, are the future of, of uh, UK sound clash, you know, that I know of. Right. Cool. So the dub for dub, best of 10, Code Red goes first. Best of 11. I have to correct everybody. <laughs> okay. It's either best of nine. Or best of 11. Or best of 11. Okay. So first to six is best of 11. Thank you. All right. So now Code Red plays Toots, bam, bam. He comes out saying it's his first big dub that he cut. Yo, Code Red, yo, like you said, the juggler in him, he actually beat Dynamic at what Dynamic does best. He totally beat him. He was drawing out speeches in Tune for Tune. I don't even think Dynamic really took like a really big punch. He was, he was more passive in this than I would have expected. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't know if he ran out of you think he ran out of tunes? I don't think so. I, I think, mean, think about it. Think All right, look at what I just I just listed off artists that played in round 4 alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rounds 3 and 4, there's mostly this is mostly big tunes getting played from all these different sounds. So, I feel like, yo, he might have ran out of tunes at this point, bro. I, and I, I'll I tell know. you why. I, okay, because okay, I have the songs written down. So Cold Red plays Toots, Bam Bam. Dynamic goes Luciano. There is gonna be 
rough times. Like in no way would that be played in tune for tune. Yeah, like that's never tune. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's at the bot the bottom of your Luciano box. Like there's gotta be other Lucy that you could even play. You see me I said? So that one definitely no need to vote. Code red. Next round, code red goes culture. Two sevens clash dub, which I thought was pretty pretty good. But then mm-hmm. dynamic goes Gregory Isaacs, and then he gets that one. So now we're tied. Who's gonna kill a sound tonight? You know. Next round, Code Red goes Pluto Shervington. You know the Ram goat liver something. <laughs> Rarely gets beaten in dub for dub. Dynamic goes Steel Pulse. Code Red wins it. Barris, um by Code Red the next time. You know your sounds in danger. That that dub. And this is where Dynamic plays the screwdriver. Screwdriver, yo, that's a first round song, son. That is a first mm. round tune. I, I don't okay? know what to say. I mean, you might be right. It's just uh, we don't know that's his a ganja tune, son. That's a ganja tune. How that reached tune for tune. Like, there's no way you're winning that. All right, next round, Code Red goes Ska. He goes Monty Morris, Sammy Dead. You know what I'm saying? Big like uh, Mighty Crown and them sound that go. Got them laying there in tune for mm. tune, right? Dynamic goes JC Lodge, Someone Loves You Honey. Again, it's not even a sound killing tune. Yeah. The only round he won was when he played a sound killing tune. Yeah. And a dead artist. You know what I'm saying? Then next, um, Code Red goes Derek Morgan, Scott again. You know what I'm saying? Code Red is a blazing fire. Um, Dynamic goes Mighty Diamonds. I think it was Mighty Diamonds. You know, this year time tune gets a big forward on that. He wins that round. Then after that, Code Red, oh, Cherio, ba- uh, Cherio Baby, um, Dynamic goes Pat Kelly without love. Again, questionable selection, mm-hmm. dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Code Red wins that round. Then Code Red goes Diamonds past the Kutchi, right? And then um, Dynamic goes Bob Andy, Resistance. And, you know, neither of those, we didn't want to hear either of those in dub for dub. Yeah, 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 they yeah. gave that one to Dynamic. Then Code Red goes Big Mountain. I could see where you could try that in England. I could see where you could try that. But Dynamic goes Junior Mervin. That was his biggest one for the mm-hmm. dub for dub. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? That's what you play right there. Um, then Code Red goes with his Coco T. As he said, that's the one that Mac Trooper run out of the dance. <laughs> and I think that's a good tune for the UK. Got a big forward. Dynamic goes Richie Stevens. He tried to play a quote unquote. He says he's playing a gyro tune, which is already not going to get you anywhere. And then he plays the Richie Stevens garnet silk combination. Just the Richie Stevens part. Never going to get through that way. All right. I see what you're saying. All right. It's, it's, so it's, it ends up six four code red right. It's possible. So code he red ran out of literally chance. played a better, and those might be his last. You'd have said yeah 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 yeah. But he played a better round um, than dynamic did. Straight up. Yeah man. So, yeah. So I, I would say this. Um, 
the person who was supposed to win the sound that was supposed to win one, you know, um, code red did not have a bad round. Um, their speeches were on point, you know, even, you know, the ability between, you know, um, uh, Chris and his selector to communicate was great. You know, there's a few times he sat down really reason with the crowd, you know, I, I don't, I don't think he missed a step, you know, um, besides a few few tunes in tune for tune, but even then, that was you know a pretty a pretty impressive victory. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, well, Mister, kudos to the team that put this thing together, bro. The crowd live in the building was thoroughly entertained. They were packed in there. By no means a flop. You know what I mean? The dance did cock, and it was entertaining from start to finish. Yeah. Even with the the slower rounds from the other sounds, you know, because I like the the aggressive elimination to get down to the to the best of the best. Right. Yeah. It wasn't drawn out. Yeah, man. So my overall thought on this is, you know, you know, the 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 name for this, whether you think it's, um, you know, has a bad connotation or not, is a microwave clash. You know, because because of the amount of sounds in it. There have to be shorter rounds, you know, sometimes there's there's some gimmicks involved, you know, some different types of elimination. Um, I would say that microwave clashes, you know, as done by by Irish and Chin, you know, and, and many other promoters after them, you know, had it had its place. Um, but what I thought was this one was very entertaining. You know, this was the end of this particular series. However, I'm glad that we've gotten back to a place where it's you no know, one-on-one sound clashes, you know, uh, three three sounds, you know, stuff like that, to where we can actually hear strategy. Well, different type of strategy, different type of dub boxes, you know, what people do in different situations. You know, yeah. to me, that's that's the sound clash that I love. You know, add in you know the judging. You know, you know it's cool. Um, I would say at some at different points during this dance, I was happy to reflect and say, okay, I'm glad that we're back to one-on-one and, you know, three sounds and sometimes even four sounds against each other, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Irish and Chin, especially Chin, has been able to elevate, you know, clash across the world. Nobody could take that away from them, you know. Much love to them. And, uh, and you know, this one is the last one and it was fitting. And they had a little thing, Maturan orchestrated on stage to where it's like, you know, all of the older selectors, you know, did a symbolic pa- passing of the torch. And now I want to see Chris Diamond versus Bass Odyssey, you know, Code Red <laughs> versus Bass Odyssey, because, you know, I'm not going to go too much into it, but there was a little dust up in New York and there's some bad blood there. So, you know, I want, I, you know, to be continued there's, there's other things, a few things to cla- uh, to cover in terms of clash. Yeah. I, I held, I held back a little bit on my critique of speedy and world clash because I knew we were going to discuss uh stereo five versus King at ease. Um, you right. know, which it kind of ties into what I just said about microwave versus one-on-one, right? One-on-one, your box, your skills, everything's going to be exposed. You know, your strategy, you know, it's it, you got to have the whole thing, you know, um, well-prepared. And um, the thing I notice about Speedy and World Clash is the same thing I notice about Speedy, 
you know, on a one-on-one with at ease, which is, um, no, he doesn't have the speech to hold up with other sounds. He may have the tunes, you know, um, he has the skills in terms of selection, but you know, he doesn't have the strategy in terms of what to say, when to say it and when to, you know, when to really press gas in terms of, of emceeing, you know, um, I would say the first time that I knew of Stereo 5 was in the King of the Bronx Clash, which was Blunt Posse, um, Young Hawk, and Stereo 5. And I was like, who's Stereo 5? You know what I mean? Like, I expected you know, him to flop, but he ended up winning the whole thing. And that was his relaunching of <laughs> his sound back into the arena. So um, I would say this. The same Stereo 5 in that dance is the same Stereo 5 that we see today. However, when the rest of the field is um, improving and, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say, but the, the field is changing on how people talk, what type of selections are happening, the pace of the dance. So I would say yeah. that's Speedy's downfall, you know, in terms of like, yes, he's consistent, but no, that doesn't make for entertaining sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, Speedy's more like um he's that George Foreman, you know what I'm saying? Comes from a previous era. <laughs> and you know, George would stand there and try to knock you out. He's not moving around a whole lot. He can't do the dancing. He can't, you know what I'm saying? He's not jabbing. It's just knockout punch and a slow knockout punch. And um the thing with those big bombs is you can swing and miss. And it's very hard to like you know, make up for that momentum when you have, uh, you know, a few misses in a row and you get into a part of a round where you're just missing, you know what I'm saying? You really need another big bomb to come and, and catch and connect to win back that momentum. So, you know what I'm saying? Like now when you have sounds that could juggle, you know, like a, I would consider, you know, Addy's, you know, bass Odyssey, cold red, you know what I'm saying? Sounds that can juggle, they're going to run circles around you in real life. In re- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you really can't compete. The only way that, um, I mean, he did win U.S. Rumble. You know, he does have some wins. But again, it's going to be hit and miss. Yeah, it I depends think, on you know, against who. You know what I mean? Like, that was the critique. And the crowd has a lot to do with it, Yeah, too. I mean, that was the critique against Blunt Posse as well. You know, Blunt Posse is always going up against these smaller sounds. But, you know, I mean, they're they're consistent. So the thing with with the crowd at this dance, I don't think, well, early out there, I don't think they were biased. Which one are you talking no, no, about? No. World class uh, or? or Serified at ease. You know, there was a lot of people representing the Bronx, you know, uh, uh, from the Bronx. But it's that culture. What's the, the, the capture line, right? Yeah. I think it. that's, that's he's a capture line song. And, um... You know, whenever Stereo 5 plays, you hear these horns, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And these horns are deceiving. They, they can be yeah, deceiving yeah. because you hear all the horns. The same thing for Empire. Empire was getting all these horns in um, World Clash. But then when it's time to vote, where horns don't yeah. count, you know, people raise their hands to vote. You know what I'm saying? They're not getting the You're votes. Right about that. So the horns make a lot of noise and makes it seem like there's vibes. You know, and it's like fake momentum. Yeah, I would say this though. Um, Stereo 5's first round, 
it was interesting. I actually liked the first round, you know, and I think that's where Speedy concentrated on the most in terms of preparation. And yeah, I know uh, uh, Soul Supreme did that to Addies, you know, when they clash. You know, a lot of sounds do that to Addies, where it's like they have an incredible amount of anthems, you know, and it's like, all right, let's play these out, you know, and and it was a pretty vibesy round. However, you got to have a better strategy than that. When you when you're into the third and fourth round, and you're still trying to play somebody else's anthems and arguing that you know anybody owns them, like yeah, that's cool and all, but we want to hear your box. Like, what is what do you have that's unique? You know, because I mean, if you're trying to play out all of Addy's tunes, that's 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 just a way to hang yourself because they're so prolific in terms of cutting any single decade they can go to and have, um, you know, whole segments, you know, whereas um, mm-hmm. you're a sound that just reemerged, you know, after, you know, not even what at this point, it might be five, six years ago, maybe, yeah. you know, you don't, I, I mean, yeah, you you can take that nineties thing, but so far, you know, kind of like Soul Supreme, right? Like Soul Supreme was one of the sounds that was on the battlefield back in the 90s. But, you know, what they're known for is the anthems that cr- they created when Shaba and Jakes is on the sound. You know, they don't have to go all the way back there, you know, and neither does Addis. You know, I mean, Kingpin said it, you know, we use some of the foundation and we build off of it, which you know, Speedy's been there from the start from Stereo 5, and it, it's kind of sad, you know, where it's like, yo, you're still playing, you know, obviously you're still playing, everybody's going to still play those tunes, but what's around it? You know what I mean? What are the newer tunes? What is, what is unique? I mean, I feel like they, they cut new tunes. They got to, you know, I feel like Stereo 5 cut yeah. everything, but the point is that they, the way that it's delivered you know what I'm saying? It's not like the way that you'd want, you know, like right now, you know, the style that's winning is you got to be able to come with a flurry of tunes. You got to come with combinations. You can't just sit there and hope that the strength of your tune is going to, you know, like blow everybody away. You know what I'm saying? You got to have speech, timing, you know what I'm saying? Somebody has to mix that, you know what I'm saying? In, in a way that, you know, you're getting, the, the style of play is building energy, you yeah. know what I'm saying? As along with the speech and, and not just dub plates. It's not just about dub plates. Yeah. Ironically, he has the same problem that Rodham, Rodham Cyclone has basically, you know, no, seriously. I mean, we've talked about this before in sound clash conversations where it's like, you know, you need MCs. And the thing about it is like, I, I would use L, L, LP as an example, right? You know, Puma obviously is a veteran. You know, Puma has a way of, um, you know, kind of staying young. His energy is young, right? But he has Killer D. You know what I'm saying? Before that, he had, um, you know, uh, what's the dude from Polly? You know? Yeah, he had Polly. You know, he had Danger. He had, you know, Stereo Fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, he always had an MC that was of the times, you know? And Puma right. concentrates on, you know, selection. He concentrates on cutting, you know what I'm saying? But he brings up youths, you know what I'm saying? Even Jamie from Young Hawk, you know, I know Jamie is known for being, 
this one man army, you know, but shout out to Kevin Evil, you know what I'm saying, and the rest of the Young Hawk crew, because he's always been giving them chances to show themselves, you know? Um, right. Same thing with Blunt Posse, you know, I mean, Blunt Posse has CJ. Let's just put it this way. Mr. Um, Lee. Stereo, I mean, stereo, I was about to say Stereo 5. Stereo 5, you know, Speedy's the same person who started from back in the day. Fine. That's cool. But don't expect to, you know what I'm saying, not bring up talent and bring up youths and be able to go against youths because Kingpin just turned 30. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a youth. You know, Speedy's probably our age or older, you know, and, you know, I, I, I I don't know if I'll be able to do it right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I, I could probably select some tunes. I could, you know, line up some tunes or something. But, you know what I'm saying? To be able to clash and, and connect with a crowd, you know, because even if, you know what I'm saying, the Sound Clash crowd is an older crowd, it's a crowd that thinks it's young. It's young at heart. Yeah. But you know what? You You got to have... You know, to your point, you got to have the speech because when you look at like, even look at downbeat, you know what I'm saying? Yo, Tony Screw is writing up his songs, yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like the song is only playing for a few seconds when you hear downbeat, but um, excuse me, downbeat nowadays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, take it down. And, you know, and he's going to tell you another story right now. And you see this time and I went to the studio with this artist and, you know, I'm the only sound that could play this. And he's telling you some things, you know, even if he's not disrespecting somebody, which hopefully he will be in the yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, Killer yeah. Be Kill dance coming up. But I uh, mean, we <laughs> both know Tony Screw is, he goes for the jugular. I think he, in, in that Fergo Digital clash, he was, he was being a little bit too gentlemanly, but we know right. he has no problem. Yeah, he, he killed Mighty Crown in that Vintage Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Like he killed everybody. I don't know if you remember that. That was like, there's enough songs yeah. on that bill, bro. You know what I'm saying? You talk about like Sky Juice. You know what I'm saying? When he was clashing in, what well, he was in world, one of the world clash. Um, yeah, you know what I'm saying? The man make the speech and entertain the crowd. That's a big part of it. It's a huge part of it. You can't go around that. Another example, you know, if we're not going to talk about just vibe and age, um, I would use um, King Animosity as a, as an example as well, because when Saeed alone tried to take on Kingpin alone, you know, um, that was pretty, dis- that, well, you didn't think it was disastrous. I thought it was dis- disastrous. Well, I know it, it was disastrous. Right. The result was so, disastrous. But, Very different than right. their um, right. clashing with Blunt Posse. Which we, we, could, we could transition yeah, yeah. to Yeah, yeah. So their that, clash actually. with Blunt Posse, you know, was AK on the, on the microphone and Saeed was selecting. And that was much better. I mean, plus, tell you the truth, they're brothers. I can't even tell the difference, you know, in their voice. <laughs> I can't yeah. tell the difference. They basically have the yet. same voice, but I, I believe, like, AK has the better um, reasoning. You know what I'm saying? A lot of good points were made. And Saeed, you know, obviously is the selector. You know what I mean? So... Good job, um, which was another one of the recent clashes, you know, Blunt Posse versus King Animosity. And I got to say, man, you know, that was that, that was a pretty good clash. I listened to it a lot. So why was it a good clash? It was clash? a good clash to me because um, you have two sounds. First of all, the speech thing. We know Ajax, you know, he... 
he's gotten beaten up over the years in terms of um I, I don't even know why. It's kind of like Blunt had to just learn. You know what I mean? It's not like Ajax was ever a bad MC or Blunt ever had bad tunes or you know what I mean? It's just that Blunt had to rise up and learn how to be a bigger sound. You win some, you lose. Yeah, I mean, that's just my opinion. I believe Blunt has grown a lot in terms of um, just the the way that they play, the way that they cut, the way that Ajax is confident, right? And when you talk about King Animosity, you know, they're, they're, even though their sound was born in, what, 2000, 2001, apparently, you know, they're relatively new to us. You know, so they come in very aggressive, yeah. you know, they're aggressive cutting. They, they, you know, they have older tunes, but they, they definitely, I mean, they're one of the sounds I feel that has, you know, one of the deepest cartel boxes, you know what I'm saying? Them, you know, camouflage, obviously at ease, you know, there's a lot, but you know, they're one of the few sounds for some reason. And he mentioned in this class, you know, most of their box when they first started was cartel. So, mm. you know, when, when you have a sound like that and they're going up against a sound like Blunt Posse that basically cuts everything, you know, Blunt, Blunt Posse cuts everything. And Ajax, you know, to his credit, you know, they, they introduce new songs. You know what I mean? And Ajax is a veteran right now. And he's saying, yo, this is how you do this. And this is how you do that. I like selectors like that. I like MCs like that, where it's like, yo, this is how it it should be. You know, he does that. Right. Um, Yeah. Even if he doesn't get a forward. Yeah, exactly. Which is what he's supposed to do. It's not all about this forward culture. It's like, yo, the selected I'm supposed to teach and introduce new music and style. That's what it's about. Yeah. You know, it was entertaining because, you know, there's the whole, you know, there was the backstory or the side story, the whole uh, uh, sound chat thing where everybody's saying that Ajax should be suspended if you don't win it. Um, You know, there's the whole thing about, you know, King Animosity, you know, basically, you know, their claim to fame right now in the pandemic was you know, uh, the online thing, they're basically on any big online platform that would allow them to play their dubs where talking about, yeah, exactly. Calling out out everybody. Yeah. Calling out Addies. You know, I'm glad that clash happened for that reason, you know? Um, Yeah. So they're brash, they're aggressive, you know, so it made for, yeah, Online. online and, and tell you the truth for the most part, in clashes as well, you know. Uh, I mean, I mean, they have, okay, they have a vibe, but it's you know, it's not it's it's not worth anything if you right. haven't won around. Like, did they win around against Blood? Yes. Um, they they got a gentleman sweep. Well, I think what happened <laughs> is um, Ajax would say they, that you know somebody. Yeah. Lee Major gave them a round. And, and at first I didn't hear it, but on the second time listening, the other host said, yo, I didn't see it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was just like, no, we're not revoting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, he just kind of bought up the right. tail. Which I, I got that from the first time yeah. I listened. I was like, oh, okay. Lee Major and the horse clash again, card. Yeah. I make it. You know what I mean? I, I mean, to me, <laughs> but, it made, like, yo, yeah, get, get Ajax more angry. <laughs> I tell you, it was a one-sided dance in terms of 
who was winning That's rounds. What? But uh, animosity. It's better than the Addy's animosity yeah. because it was less of a landslide and animosity did perform better. Sometimes a sound loses and you just don't want to hear. It's hard to even get through their rounds, but I feel like animosity's rounds were still, you know, they were still yeah, pretty they were okay. entertaining. They were okay, even though they didn't win the round. Yeah. that I mean, that's what I say. Like in, entertainment value. I could listen to the whole dance and not have to forward through it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's like something where, you know, back in the day, how they would put out, you know, the side for each sound separately. This is one of those where you maybe you could hold that animosity side and listen to it. If you didn't know what the other sound had yeah, played, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you could conceivably think that maybe they, maybe they won, or at least you'd think like, yo, this is a good sound right here. I mean, when we were talking about this class before it happened, I think you had more of a, yo, I mean, this could be close. And I was like, ah, and whatever. No, it's not. And, and yes, technically it wasn't close. You know what I'm saying? In in terms of Yeah. But if you compare yeah, it, but compare it to Fargo, Blunt Posse, that's who they played yes, before, right? Yes. Yeah, that was like just like a pointless exercise. <laughs> that was like the professional team against the junior varsity team from the school down the road. The funny I mean? thing about that, I mentioned it before, is like Ajax felt, it felt like he, it's like he was hurt that he had to kill his friend, you know, at the end. <laughs> yeah, man. Yo, let's touch on this at ATL. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. All right. So, all right. I'm going to just say, okay, so King Eternity. Yes. Right? Versus King yes. AP. So if you want to say it, I'll say it. King King Eternity is like the same thing you said that people are saying about which sound. People said said it about Blunt. Mm-hmm. Right? People saying it about IDs recently. Like they're playing sounds that are like way below their level and winning these little clashes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That I feel like that's what King Eternity's been mm-hmm. doing. The clashes that they've won. Anytime recently have been against sounds that they don't even have any business clashing. They should be clashing bigger sounds based on who they, they are. Used who to. Supposed I to. mean, didn't Eternity clash Radigan at some point? No. Nah, who was that? Nah, nah, nah. Back in Club Legacy days? Nah, Eternity played alongside okay. ju- Highlander, Eternity, Saxon, and Radigan. Mm. That dance happened in, in, in Atlanta. But that was a juggling dance. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what was the, the last clash I remember happened to be a 45 shootout with Highlander, Danger, Mark, Disruption Sound, um, Jangles, Tony Jangles, Bojangles, whatever, and um, and King Eternity. 45 shootout. You know what I'm saying? In this little little Trini place that was, I don't know if it's a Trini place. It was like a little restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not talking like some small stage. And even in that dance, you know what I'm saying? Nolan's like, yo, I play party room. And, you know, talking about some, a venue in Atlanta called the party room, which holds like 50 to hundred people. And I'm like, bro, you should be bragging about bigger things. Anyway, this was King Eternity versus King Apocalypse, which you would say, all right, this is like actually a decent matchup yes. here. 
because King AP has been punching their way up. They've been getting accolades and notoriety in the business for their cutting. You know what I'm saying? Went to New York and played the LP Real Talk show. Showed out. You know, they're a part of the... Team Torment. Um, team Torment situation. So they've been, you know, showcasing their box online and getting noticed for it. And then they just win a clash in Connecticut the other day with Ace. Like, yo annihilating some sound mm-hmm. up there and the audio came out uh, they also beat black magic in an online clash mm-hmm. who else they beat did they kill cartel i don't remember them going up against cartel. Clash. i think there was a clash in atlanta where cartel was on it uh, um black black magic was on it but i don't remember who uh but you know what i'm saying like ap was is there they're those they were seen as those dudes and the thing about them is they're like jugglers so they're a juggling sound they got the Soka box, full Soka dub box, and all that. So I was expecting big things. I was expecting my brethren, them, Jinx, who's been on the regular level podcast before, I was expecting them to go in there and bust up Nolan Lip, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying, slide tackle and score two goal and them something there. Mm-hmm. So... But it didn't happen. You know what I mean? I was disappointed. Yeah. I mean, the thing about, the thing I realized about this dance is as much as we criticize Nolan in in eternity, he does have a lot of clash experience, you know? And I would say that, you know, uh, there might have been a few mistakes on on AP's part. And not not only that, like, uh, I think the vibe was interesting. Because you have Nolan, who, you know, obviously hasn't really been on the clash scene in a couple of years, COVID and all that. You know what I'm saying? Rearing to go. You know what I'm saying? And then you have somebody like AP, who's kind of, you know, been steadily on the scene. And it, it's, it, it was just an interesting energy, you know, between the two. And for me, I think, you know, uh, this is not a critique, but but I think possibly Ace would have, you know, been a better better choice on the mic. You know what I mean? That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like they just had a um, they had a yeah. bad night. Yeah, I feel like they were just off that night, and sometimes it's like that. I don't know what happened. Maybe you know, maybe they've been too busy. You know, maybe <laughs> they're promoting beer vibe. Yeah, or something. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really follow the. The scene like that, but I just know that um it seemed like they were flat. Right. And it doesn't seem like they played like I know tunes that they have in their box that they didn't play. And Eternity didn't play. It's not like Eternity played out their box yeah. or something. You know? So like, I know they have stuff that I didn't hear. Yeah, and and tell you the truth, I think for some reason by default, when Eternity came on the scene in Atlanta you know, um, because, you know, the owner owned the club, which was the premier, you know, reggae club in the city at the time. Plus, you know, they had a, they were spending money on the sound, you know what I'm saying? Um, so basically by default, eternity just got catapulted to the top of the list in many ways, you know, whereas, you know, um, King AP, you know, like you said, have been, steadily building 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 they're, they're, to me and they're also one of the biggest promoters of uh you know juggling dances in atlanta and in connecticut you know i don't know if you know this but you know if you watch some of the things in connecticut i mean they have some really great outdoor 
you know, um, events during the summer as well. So for me, my hope was, and I'll be just clear, you know, whoever wants to call me biased could call me biased. I really, you know, want eternity to be the representation for Atlanta. You know, I mean, I, I lived there a couple of years. You lived there for a couple of decades, you know what I'm saying? So I, I got a little connection to ATL and I was, I, I'm, I'm always kind of uh, rooting for ATL. And I think that King AP, you know, to me is a good representation for, the, for, for that area. So you saying you, you want a- AP to be the representative or you oh, want King, King AP? Did I say eternity? My bad. That was not. I strike that from the record. No, seriously. I, I, I want. King, yeah, yeah. I want King AP to be, represent Atlanta. You know that. You know, I, my my opinion is not worth that much. But at the same time, you know, I, I want you know any place that has a thriving Caribbean market to have good representation. And for me, I think it's a waste that you know King Eternity gets so many dates. <laughs> ah, I chipped the mic again. Clipped the mic again. Sorry. Mm. I know. I know. Well, it's going to seem like I'm bad minded. I'm not. It's just weird to me. You know, like I was saying, I think, <laughs> um, yo, oh, what I could, what I can say is Nolan kicked butt yeah, that night. He did. He really he did. did. He was, it was really like, well, you know, like, and that's well, why, damn. that's, that's, <laughs> that's what I, why I mentioned the fact that he has so much experience, you know? I think also they have, you know, they have a fan base. Like that fan base predates King AP. I don't know. Yeah, because, you know, Eternity was an older... Yeah, but they came from somewhere else. They came from somewhere else to Atlanta. Yeah, but when they... Right, but when they came here, they set up shop. And like you said, they were doing promotion and yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like they were dealing with, you know what I'm saying? The, yeah, the streets. And they, and they, and you know they were basically playing alongside any big sound that came through Atlanta, Mighty Crown, Stone Love, any, Dude. any big performance in terms of artists, you know, in the premier club. Yeah. They were playing. And, and from those days, you know what I'm saying like rough was spending a hundred grands a year on dubs. You know what I'm saying? So when AP was, Squeezing together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, refund checks from <laughs> from from school to you know what I'm saying, or from local hustlings, local you know, working to put together dubs and getting free dubs from the radio. They didn't even start really spending on dubs like that um, at the time when Eternity had like a full yeah. box of steel, boxes of steel getting cut in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying when you talk about fans from big people, you know what I mean? Who don't know, maybe they don't go on the party scene like that. I think, you know, Eternity has mm-hmm. that. I don't know if that's who was there that night, but it sounded like the turnout was good from mm-hmm. the audio, from the things that were being said. And, you know, again, I think, I feel like, yo, don't mind if a clash again, <laughs> because I don't even think, yeah, I feel like the mind if a clash again. And then, you know, I want to see Double Electric. Yeah, Double Electric. too. Yo, big up cartel. Somebody needs to go up against, you know, Nolan and um represent. Yeah, cartel don't don't feel no way, yo. <laughs> I know, I know, yo, big up cartel still, man. You know what? If anything, a couple of years ago I said cartel and AP supposed to back, battle it out. 
you know what I'm saying, to see who who's on the top in ATL. You know, but for some reason, yo, people just keep on popping up, you know, jumping the line, you know? Yeah. Them have super tech, yeah, them man. have, well, you know, all type of sounds, yo. The sound from Boston, we're moving down there, you know what I mean? Everybody just keep on going down there mm-hmm. and uh, claiming to be the king, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Remind them for just keep keep trying with your thing, you know, keep struggling with your thing. It's a reach. So, you know, that said, Sound Clash is back, folks. You know, next week we will be in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York, the Mecca. And you know what I'm saying, taking in Virgo Digital Live for the first time, um, versus Downbeat versus LP International. And that's a serious thing, right? Yeah, man. Serious thing right there. Yo, I'm 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 hoping that Kitty, you know what I'm saying, could be on his game that night. You know what I mean? But I know when it comes to downbeat and LP, no don't even have to worry about that. Yo, big up Ja Prince, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Who'll be selecting for for father Tony Screw, who apparently I believe also lives in ATL right now. You know what I mean? So big up, you know what I'm saying? Mm. What him used to call himself? Brock Finger. <laughs> so, big up Ja Prince, yo. Exactly. The teacher. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm hoping for a great dance, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't I don't even know what to expect. You know, we'll we'll definitely Yo, I want it to be just like a regular, like forget all that, oh we love you, showcase your box crap. Like, yo, I want bloodshed. Marrow splash pond. Yeah, that's why. That's <laughs> why. Yo, like, big yo. up Puma for stepping in because I know a few years ago he said that he wants to clash downbeat. You know what I mean? He wanted to make it happen by any means possible. And the fact that, you know, the people were crying out after the last downbeat did for a digital dance, you know, he stepped in and was like, yo. I gotta I you know, this is this this is for the legacy, you know what I'm saying? So Shout out to Puma, yo. Yeah, fly has touched the road quick, yo. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, I'm, it's been a while. It's been a while that I've been excited to, you know, go go to a competition. Literally, the last sound clash I physically went to was, uh, um, who's the youth uh, from um, New Jersey, Jimmy Spliff? Versus the German, versus Fine. the Germans, the the Addis promotion. Supersonic. Yeah, yeah, that's the last thing I went to. Supersonic won that one, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah, they did. It was it was interesting. Yo, King Shine is on a terrible losing streak right now. Yeah, man. But yeah, so you know, we I look forward to uh, you know mentioning what happened inside, you know, the LP Fergus Digital Downbeat Dance, you know. Yeah, man. First time I'm getting on a flight for a dance. Since what, since Downbeat Radigan? Downbeat, Downbeat yeah, Radigan. Inside, at In then Brooklyn. what was CPAC? Yeah, man. All right, man. I mean, so I think I think things. we shoved enough sound clash down the fans, you know, throat <laughs> for now. Yeah, man. Cause, you know, <laughs> big up to all the people on YouTube with the comments, you know what I'm saying? We're going to come back, but yo, get on the, get in the comments on this one. You know what I'm saying? Let us know, um, what your, what your gripes are. Cause I know that's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, that's what it is. You know, I know we already know we bad mind and 
we're biased and we don't know nothing about Clash. So go ahead and yeah, let man. us know. <laughs> Yo, I wish I wish uh, that affected me so I can like give some good content, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think the content is okay. okay so. All right. I don't I don't need that. <laughs> I okay. Think it's okay. Thank you. Yes, I. Well, until next time, it's a dedication to Reggae Lovers World Clash. And you've done no special dedication to some boys and girls out there. Yeah, man. And be safe. Peace. Peace. If you're interested in a sponsorship or donation, please email info at reggaelover.com. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Podcast.